0: Okay, so we are officially live on social media. Today is Thursday, February 3rd. This is Reflection Artist Live number 61, coming fresh out of Mobile Tech Expo from the weekend. And who we have on today is our special guest, Joe Kimball from, uh, what is it, Kimball's Hands-On Detailing. I want to say Joe Kimball's hands on detailing, but no, it's a family oriented business. He's been in business for 30 years or 30 plus years. Uh, and you may recognize his face. He's been in the industry for a little over three years now on the on the industry side and going to events and stuff like that. So he has a lot of knowledge, a lot to bring to the table. Really cool cat. Love, love talking with him. Um, but want to get to know who Joe is. For those of you that uh watching listening whatever the case may be may have seen him didn't get an opportunity to chat with him this will let you know who joe kimball is and who and what he's about of course and his business side of it so joe thank you for taking the time out of your day for being on Uh, much appreciated on behalf of buff and shine so tell me how did you get into the wonderful world of detailing all the way back to your adolescent years
1: (laughs) I, I i can remember the first time i you know uh growing up um, I didn't have a lot of a lot of guidance from my, my parents and whatnot um, but I've always had a fascination with cars and I can remember uh, one day going through our garage and I found this old black and decker grinder deal <laughs> it was it was I think weighed like 500 pounds and it had a polishing pad on it so I thought you know what we had this old 1975 Ford pickup sitting outside I'm like I'm gonna go polish that thing I had no polish. I just got out there. I ruined the paint, but um, from then yeah. on, it just kind <laughs> of it kind of grew. Um, I never really did it as as a career. Um, I was always just, it was a passion, it was just uh, a hobby. Um, construction was actually my my number one my number one deal. But uh, unfortunately, in two thousand and seven, uh, I had a sixteen hundred pound beam fall on my leg. Uh, pretty much destroyed it. And I had to find something to do. And uh,
0: now, that beam was that just a crazy freak accident? Was there something that could have stopped that from happening? I mean, if you don't mind, just
1: uh, there was something that could have stopped that from happening. It was uh, I was working um, here in the uh, here in Washington. We got a few, you know, we're on the water, so we have a lot of islands around. And uh, I was working on Fashion Island. is what it is. And the company I worked for didn't want to pay to have a large crane brought over to set this beam. So they hired a bunch of townies, you know, guys on the street corner in town to come pack this beam around this house to set it. And uh, that, that's kind of where it all started. We were packing this beam around the house and there was, I think there was probably 20 people. So 10 on each side and the guys in the front dropped it. So the beam kind of, the front of the beam hit the ground, catapulted up in the air. And there was actually two high school kids in front of me that were just standing under this beam staring at it. So I reached over, put my arm around both of them. As I pushed them, my leg just happened to be under the beam as it came down and folded my leg in half.
0: Ooh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine the excruciating pain at the um, moment. I, I don't remember it. I immediately, I
1: blacked out. I The pain was so bad that I just... I blacked out pretty much. I don't remember much until I was in the hospital and they were fixing my leg.
0: Well, (laughs) now obviously you're put back together and you're moving forward.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, Cody, uh, Cody's actually the one to be honest. He's the one that started the business. Uh, He came back from college and he went to work in a call center and he hated it. I mean, um, he was working for a company called True Blue, and they, uh, it's a staffing agency. And the department he worked in was uh, he dealt with a lot of blue collar workers. Uh, I, I don't want to use the term uneducated, but they don't understand um, electronics and technology and, you know, how everything now is going to be done on the internet. Um, and these guys would just call and just rip him apart, yelling and screaming at him. Uh, at first he'd come home and he's like, he complain about his job. And I'm like, Cody, it's, it's a job battle through it. You know, we all, we all work at places we don't like. Yeah. And it just got worse. And I, I could see a lot of depression kind of setting in with him. Just, he hated it. So um, I've never told my kids to quit anything, but that one I said, Cody, it's time to quit. So he left there and you know, we, uh, started working on, you know, detailing our own cars out in our garage. And then uh, the famous, you know, the neighbors driving by yelling, Hey, my car next. And so we do the neighbor's car. And then before too long, it was uh, it was our immediate, we lived in a gated community. It was a lot of the community members and then it, it just exploded from there. And, you know, we were working dirty. We weren't licensed. We weren't insured. And finally one day uh, Cody was like, dad, some of these cars were when they're getting expensive. And if we screw up, we're gonna lose everything. And he uh, he went downstairs one night, comes back up about an hour later, and he's like, "We're licensed and insured. We're now we're now a full business." So, and that's kind of where it all all really started from. Nice, um,
0: very nice. And, uh, what was your take on that? Were you excited?
1: Uh, at first, it was you know uh, being a detail. I've always wanted to have a detailing business, but I just never knew how to really get into it which is kind of dumb because I actually had a construction company years ago, yeah. but, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't know where to start. And, you know, when he came up and he said, we're now a business, it was like, well, all right, then let's, uh, let's move forward. And, um, I, I took a lot of my retirement money and I said, if we're going to do this, we're doing this right. We're not going to buy cheap equipment. We're not going to buy cheap products. We're doing this right. So, but what well, the funny part, uh, you just, I look at, Pictures of cars that we did when we first started and cars now. And I have to ask myself, how in the hell did we stay in business? I mean, we did good work, but it was not that good.
0: Yeah, but think about it though. I mean, you take it, the idea of uh, traditional wax, right? The washing, the claying, the waxing, the car gets done. The customer is completely just happy as can be because it's clean, shiny, and protected fast forward to this day and age where we do all this correction and coding the customer still has the same acknowledgement of the clean shiny and protected and they just on a different level so it's just you know personal preference there's still a great category for those that just like the wash and wax even though it's not as in-depth as what we're doing now cosmetically to say
1: yeah yeah i remember uh you know back in back in the day the uh, the can of mother's carnival wax and hand applying everything it's like oh my lord
0: <laughs> oh yeah i used plenty of that in my barrett jackson days when i was working for mothers doing those shows we used to use a lot of the the traditional can wax and the Carnuba. we had you know it had its application purpose and man that stuff made those cars shine going across that block that's for sure
1: oh yeah most definitely
0: now as far as you know once you got into business when it was official mm-hmm. official official Uh, you were, you were just doing work basically out of your garage at that point. Is that correct? Yeah, we were, we were
1: working out of our garage. Uh, we did that for about four or five months and it got to be a little bit stressful because there was no separation between home and work and, uh, people that we don't know. I mean, I always have, I have an open door policy. I don't care who you are. If you need a place to go, place to warm up and my door is always open. But it, it just got to be monotonous. Where I'm like, I need that separation from home and work. So uh, we opted to buy a 16 foot enclosed trailer. Again, I'm one of those. I um, go big or go home. Right. Bought this trailer. We had. We literally had four of everything. We had four vacuums, four generators, four pressure washers. I mean, every product that we used was in that trailer. I mean, we're drag- dragging this. Twelve thousand pound trailer around daily. <laughs> I was like, if something breaks, we have to have backup. And, yeah, and, uh, if, you know, I didn't want to be that guy that. Oh crap! I got to unhook the trailer, run to the uh, run to GRIOS or something, and pick up product because we're out. So we carry everything. And nice. uh, after about I don't know about four months of being in the uh, working out of the trailer, I realized one day. You know, every when you're behind that windshield, you're not making money. You know, and uh, the plan of you know we'll be in Gig Harbor on Monday, we'll be in Port Orchard Tuesdays, we'll be in Tacoma Wednesdays. You know that never worked out because people were all over the place. So uh, I decided one day I said I said Cody I said man we need to find a we need to find a shop we need a brick and mortar. So I happened to be on Craigslist and I see gig harbor detail shop for sale and so I'm, I'm reading the whole article and i get down on the bottom and it says 6755 kimball drive i was like that is a sign we are going to look at this
0: so damn
1: it was uh, it worked out perfect everybody thinks that we named our business after the street and it's like no that's our family name so but we've been there we're going to in- spelling
0: hard. and everything with two same, l's then,
1: same exact spelling and everything wow that's something oh yeah so we uh we jumped on that uh, the uh, the owner of the building you know first he wanted to do like a two-year lease and I said no I want to I want a 15-year lease I you know I want you to I want to show you how serious we are so uh they jumped on it and you know the rest is kind of history we've been there we're actually going into our third year in the shop
0: very cool yeah very cool how do you like the shop setting
1: you know I love it, but I've realized we've outgrown our shop so fast that we're we're now trying to find a second second
0: location. What um, is the square footage of your existing one? About 1,400 square feet. Gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, we got the two.
1: We got the exterior bay, which is the one that's got my big light tunnel and everything in it. And then we got the interior bay right next to it. And then uh, outside there's four. I think they're 12 by 20 uh, metal canopies that, they, that are all light lit up and our team works in there so
0: and that's the thing right when you have a team it's, it's it's when you're at that 1500 to 2500 mark for square footage that's your solo or have you know one or two guys but when you start to really grow and the growing pains right that's where you oh, start yeah. to experience like whoa I needed this space and I'm glad I'm here, but I need more space now. We need to get more in, you know, flow of, of revenue coming in by doing that. We need more vehicles, more space. So, and especially if you have the demand and people are like, yeah, I want to get in. You're like, well, I'm like three weeks out, five weeks out. Then it's like, Ooh, we, uh,
1: we finally brought in um, between the contractors and our, our regular team. Uh, we have about, 22 people that work for us. Oh, damn. So, um, you know, keeping them busy, making sure everybody's got a place to work. Uh, we just um, we just went to six days a week. So um, I work Monday through Friday running the shop. Cody works Tuesday through Saturday. Now, when I say, you know, I i don't work Saturdays, I'm, I'm usually there just because I, I love being there. I love I love our clients. I love interacting with people. So
0: I'm the same they, way.
1: But the ultimate goal, um, you know, as we've been growing is um, we want to be a one-stop shop and meaning you want a regular detail, you want paint correction, you want ceramic coating, uh, you want wheels, tires, lifts, amp running boards, tonneau covers. We want that one-stop shop, you know, come in just because it's so much easier. Um, I'm sure you've seen it when people come in and they'll ask you, hey, do you know where I can get this done?
0: It's like, well, let's we'll do it all right here. Yeah, so that's, that's that's what we created over time as well as doing from the detailing to diving into full retail storefront PPF window tint because it just all complemented each other. Instead of having to refer it out to this person or that person, we kept it in house and kept the money.
1: Yep, that's that's I mean that's it. At the end of the day, it's all about, I mean. I hate to put it this way. It is about the money. It's about it's about um, you know providing a life you know for Joey here. Um, providing a good life for for my whole family. Um, yeah. This is not this is not something I, I intend on doing the rest of my life. I you know I'm, I say I'm old. I'm 46, but you know I want to retire soon. I want these guys to be taken care of. So
0: no, that makes sense, and that's what it is, right? You're still offering premium work with integrity, but the client and then you, the thing that establishes that relationship to get those services done is the transaction and that's just cur- currency and that's they're exchanging you know their trust and in their vehicle and everything that goes with that for your time to do the work with integrity at a premium level so in order to make that happen the currency of money is what makes the transaction right
1: yeah exactly
0: exactly so and it's hard because it's like you don't want to say, yeah, it's about the money, like you just pointed out, because you know there's some people like, oh, it's all about the money, huh? You know, and it's like it becomes weird and sticky. And it's like, no, that's not what we meant.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> that's not what we meant. It may have sounded that way, but that's not how we meant to come off. Um, so with um, your growth and your first show, your first show, you told me earlier, that was SEMA, correct? Uh,
1: SEMA 20, 2019?
0: Yep. Yep. And so so how was
1: that I, for you? It was, that was uh, extremely overwhelming. <laughs> um, so I, I'll go back a bit before SEMA. Um, I used to have a, a big old Dodge Mega Cab and I was on uh, a Facebook group one day and um, this guy pops up talking about Mega Cabs and getting them ceramic coated and everything. And so I sent him a message and it was uh, actually Anthony Carrera of all people. You know my brother Anthony. Yep, yeah. Yep. I thought I thought you know I'm talking to some other you know mega cab owner. and uh, Come to find out, he was a detailer. So when uh, we started talking about going to SEMA, he said, "Hey, let's get a room and you know, let's share and everything." So um, Cody and I and Anthony and uh, I can't remember who else we shared a room. The first time I ever met him was at, you know in person was at SEMA. And so we we uh we get into the show and man, he's, like, all over the place. Hey, let me introduce you to this person, this person. I mean, he introduced you to us, um, you know, quite a yeah, few I people. Yeah, remember that. Yeah, and, and it, was, it was overwhelming, you know. I, I remember going down. Uh, the one person I wanted to – I really, truly wanted to meet was Rennie Doyle. Um, you know, I've, I've followed him for many years, and every time I'd see him, I, I'd, get, I'd turn into a giddy schoolgirl, man. There he is, you <laughs> know, so excited. But I never had a chance to talk to him because, man, that guy is, like, he's at this podcast and he's over at this booth, at this podcast, you know, like Diane says, you, know, you can't walk five feet without, you know, Renny introducing himself to somebody and, and chatting. So I, I didn't get to meet him. I actually didn't get to meet him in person until actually it was this year down at a Oscar, uh, Oscar shop in California. Uh, he came, we got to hang out. So very cool. But, but SEMA was, it was, it was definitely an opportunity that, um, it changed the whole direction of our company. It changed how we ran things, how we interacted with clientele.
0: So. so would you say then that, you know, investing in yourself to go to shows, right? Obviously, SEMA didn't have any uh, educational uh, avenues, which is also extra value to a show like other shows like Mobile Tech, SDC, where they have classes, but the networking aspect of just getting out of your element to go meet people and or network with all these manufacturers brands that you work with in the industry you love. That's a game changer. Am I right or am I wrong?
1: Oh, that's, it's a total, it's a total game changer. Um, you know, SDC, I really didn't do, um, any training, any training courses there. Uh, again, it was all about the networking. Yeah. Um, uh, MTE MTE was the first one where we actually got into a classroom setting and actually did the training. And every class that was offered was so extremely valuable that uh, you're exactly right. You know, detailers need to invest in themselves and actually attend. You know, uh, SEMA SEMA is more about the networking and partying. Yeah, uh, SDC um a lot of education and networking mte a lot of education and networking and the the what you can bring back from those shows and share with uh, not just your 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 clients and i mean you're sharing it with your employees your team it's it's well worth the money spent
0: yeah, no, and that's what I love about mobile tech. I mean, you've got the biggest names that put, you know, that provide their time. You know what I mean to go in and have these classes at an hour at a time. Some of them were doing the whole day. You know, you had like Mike Phillips had a whole day wrapped up into education day at the same room. The Rupes guys, uh, Todd Helm and Jason Rose, they had a whole day wrapped up. But names like that, Rennie, uh, Jim LaFever from Dr. Beasley's. I mean, all these major players to say manufacturers are able to basically donate their time for that day to just give back to the detail community as a whole. And they're all, you know, just super educated in the space of what they do, whether it be business product development or process. I mean, just all of it being able to fine tune you as an individual.
1: Exactly. You know, I hear, um, you know, I do I talk a lot with everybody. i I just enjoy talking and I hear, um, a lot of detailers out there, man. I, None of these detailers will ever talk to me. It's not worth my time. They won't talk to me. Well, I can tell you that after going to SEMA, STC, MTE, that's the total. That's the biggest lie any any detailer, any business owner can tell themselves is that nobody wants to help them. Um, you MTE. I mean, you you walk five feet, you you talk to people, you hand your card out. Um, you know, come over and talk to like you at the buff and shine booth. You know, all the, the, all the guys at PNS, any any of the booths, you just start talking to people. Everybody is willing to help. And guess what? You paid for that. You paid for your travel, and your ticket was—I I don't remember. Cody bought them a hundred and some dollars. The 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 value in the information that we brought back well exceeds that hundred and some dollars for our our
0: ticket in. And you've got guys that make excuses not to go. That mobile tech's right in their backyard. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? There's so many detailers that would love and wish to have mobile tech in their backyard. But to your point too, you know, them saying that they can't talk to these other guys, that is BS bold lie. That is just them not putting themselves forward and having the, what's I say? They're introverts. So maybe they just yeah. don't have where they can force themselves to go talk to these <laughs> people. You know what I mean? And that's, they, they can't do nothing but blame themselves, but instead it becomes an excuse. If you ask me, it's an excuse because they make that up. They, you know, they manifest that in their head. Oh, I can't talk to this person. It's like, no, you've got to get out of your shell and go introduce yourself. You know, it's like seeing the, you know, as you're in high school or in your twenties, when you got that girl that you've got this crush on, every guy knows that it's always the hardest thing to go talk to that girl, right? You've got to get out of your shell to finally go over to and break the ice. It's the same thing with, you know, the the status that you put some of these individuals at in your head. You've got to break dice and go talk to them. And then you realize, like you have, Joe, these people are real people. They'll talk to you. They'll help you. They'll do all sorts of things for you. You just got to get that manifested idea out of your head that they're not.
1: Oh, exactly. I mean, I, I'll use you, for example. How many times have I I texted you or called you with a question that I need an answer? I mean, you you may not be re- uh, readily available at that moment in time, but you always return my call. You always return my text. Um, you know, and I found that with uh, just about every detailer, you know, I, I make sure when we go to any of these shows, I have a full box of cards MTE, I handed out probably 400 cards. And I always tell people, this has got my cell number. this has got my shop number. It's got my email. You ever need anything, whether it's, whether it's about a vehicle you're working on, whether it's about a problem with your kids, I don't, I don't care. Call, I'm, I'm yeah, always yeah. here to help. And I get, I hear the same thing. You know, you, you said it to me at SEMA 2019. Here's my card. Here's my number. I still got your card sitting on my desk. You know, here it is. I mean, now you're my phone. But, uh, I always have those. You know, it's, it's always helpful to get, you know, network. Cause these guys are always going to be there to help. Yeah. The better absolutely. the better, the better you are, the better I am. And the better they are, the better we are. We make this, we make this industry as a whole, a big success.
0: Yeah. No, that's, and that's the only thing we can do is we can work together on it, you know, and some, some don't choose to do that, which is, you know, so be it, you know, that's, that's their, their own issue, I guess. <laughs> I don't that's really been, have much to say on that.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's a struggle. Cause I love, again, I love helping everybody. I've really had to step back and look at how I help the people in the industry in our area. Um, it's not that I don't want to help them, but um,
0: yeah, we, we've, we've had our, our issues, you know. Well, the, the bigger you get, so does the bigger the target gets, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the, the more successful you get with things that you do and opportunities that come your way, and you may not rub anybody the wrong way, but people see that you get these opportunities and they don't, and then they become haters.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and we, we're also at a spot in this industry where I've, I've watched, I watch this daily um, through social media. Uh, there's so many guys out there that um, their business is doing good and everything. And all of a sudden they become a marketing person uh, and, and they put themselves out there. Then you get these, these guys that are new to the industry or the guys that are struggling, you know, guys and gals that are struggling and they look and they see. Well, look at what Justin Justin is doing. Look what he has. I want that. Look at what the Kimballs have. I want that, you know, and instead of putting the time and slowing down and putting the time in and truly learning, now they're paying these marketing companies thousands of dollars a month to market them, but they don't have um, the skill set. They don't have the knowledge to back up their marketing. And I I watch that daily, so I really – I really make sure I, um, you know, when, when it's there's people out there that want help, I'll help anybody and everybody. But when I really put myself out there on a long term basis to help somebody, I, I take the time to get to know them and, and, and find out their intentions.
0: Yeah. No, you have to. Because this day and age, that's the thing is that people aren't just sticking to what they know. They're, they're, they're thinking outside the box, which is good, but they're trying things that they have no business doing. And it's a fake it till you make it kind of thing. And it's like, no, that just ain't going to fly. It's like, you either good at what you do and you offer it or just don't do it at all. Or don't claim to be 10 steps ahead when you're on step two. All
1: I, right, uh, guys that I do consult, uh, folks I do consulting with and everything, I always tell them, market what you know, but continue to learn what you want to do until you get that down where you are 100% confident with it And then start marketing that and get jump into that area. I watch guys, uh, and I'm I'm not dogging on any one person, but I watch these guys that they'll go to a one day uh, paint correction class and they'll get shown a little, you know, little introduction to wet sanding. And they go back home and they jump on that Porsche 911 or whatever. They start wet sanding. Next thing you know, that car is now in the shop getting fixed. But, you know, it's, People want they, – they want instant gratification. They want they want whatever, you know, the bigger guys have, and they want it right now. They don't want to take the
0: time to slow down and learn it. Yeah, there's that gap, right? There's point A to point B. Point A to point B may six months or six years, but there's still point A to point B. You can't buck the system in regards to that. Oh, yeah.
1: You know what? Um, I use, you know, PPF. PPF is huge now, and these guys will go take a – a one, two, three day training class, again, an introduction class. And then they go right back to, they go right back to their shop. Man, they're on the computer, they're marketing it that, you know, they're the greatest PPF guys out around. Trust me. I know PPF, but I don't know it well enough to actually jump on it myself. I have a hard time taking a knife and sticking it to it. You know, a car that's got a hundred thousand dollar paint job. I'm I'm not going to do it.
0: It's definitely not a uh, inexpensive uh, startup like detailing. You have to come to the table with a good chunk of change when you want to do PPF right, and that's anywhere I would say from gosh, eh, seven, eight thousand dollars minimum on up to fifteen, twenty. You know what I mean? So you've got to have some, you know, some some cash stored away that's ready to go on that kind of scenario. I mean, it's cool. To look online and be like, yeah, I do this too. But it's like, but do you really do it?
1: <laughs> yeah, do you, do you really understand what you're doing here?
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I see it all the time. Same thing goes with training. You know, you get guys that are into detailing that detailed a couple of years. Now they've linked up with, you know, uh, a mentor or a company or whatever the case is that's been kind of, uh, they've given them the attaboy kind of scenario where they, you know, they've been doing a good job and they feel good about it. Now all of a sudden they want to start mentoring and training people or giving them business information it's like what success do you have to offer to somebody else like that's the blind leading the blind like literally
1: i, I was I, you know, i'm not going to lie i was that guy at one time it was like oh yeah i can i can teach you all this stuff i can teach you and then i really uh i had to sit back and, and really think about it and was like am i truly in a position to to teach this. Um, we just started uh, about two months ago, we started the detailers network group and um, it's on Facebook and it's, a, it's a weekly zoom call every Thursday at, uh, five, five o'clock Eastern or five o'clock Pacific standard time. Um, and I don't, yeah, we set the, we set the group up, but I really don't get in there and start giving a lot of advice. I bring people in that, that have been in the business that understand how to effectively teach the business side of, of what we do. Um, and, and the reason I started that was because of people like me back in the day where I was like, I can train them. I really didn't. I don't, I didn't have the, the credentials to back any of that up. Um, but I bring in people that, that truly know it's to help the smaller guys grow.
0: Yes. And there's nothing wrong with getting involved with training, but like I mentioned earlier, it's one of those things, just own your position at doing it instead of making it seem like you're offering or doing more than what you actually can.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. I think that's the hangup, right? It's like guys will, yeah, I can help you, you know, based on what I know I could try to get you there. You know, that's one thing that's just honesty. Then you get other ones like, Oh man, we're going to, we're going to kill it. We're going to show I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do that for you. And it's like, how you haven't done it yourself. What are you speaking from? A book you read? <laughs> a video you watch? I mean, well, tell me how 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 are we gonna do this? Where's the formula to that?
1: <laughs> oh, the, the good old the good old videos, man. You just touched on another one. Ooh. Yeah, everybody's on YouTube. Everybody's on uh, Facebook videos, and and I I dig what they're doing, sharing sharing the work that that, that they do and 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 how they do it. But uh, there was a guy. Um, it's been probably about three and a half years ago I was online and I'm one of the, the detailers groups and he's like man I found the best wheel cleaner in the world and he's working on a GT3 RS and he's with carbon ceramic bricks and he is dousing them with wheel acid Ooh. and I was like I didn't want to I didn't call him out on the post but I sent him a message I said hey do you understand why this is not a good product to use and so I, I educated him and I pretty much got the middle finger, but I was like, "Hey, you know, I explained it to him. It it will come back, and and it things like that will catch up with you."
0: you know? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And that's it's all right. Live and learn, right? Live and learn. <laughs> but they, so- they put those
1: they put those videos out there, and, and and for the newer guys, it's hard to decipher between what is the proper way and what's not the proper way. So all of a sudden they're like, oh, great. They go buy a, a five gallon bucket of wheel acid and now they're using it on every car. Well,
0: it becomes brand driven, right? They're looking for a little bit of notoriety from the brand maybe or within the industry because they see this kind of thing happening. And it basically comes down to it should be a video about a problem and a solution. Right. And and the brand being, you know, secondary to that, you know, and that's, that's unfortunately they're that's flipped around. You know what I mean? The problem and solution becomes shadowed over with the brand and putting that forward and being like, look, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. It's okay. You know, it's one of those things that people mature in business, right? People mature in what they do. And it's sometimes people have to go through that to understand what they're doing wrong in order to get right.
1: Yep.
0: Now, What's your daily routine like at the shop there? You said you got those employees and everything going on. So you do a lot of paint correction and coatings, I take it?
1: Uh, we do. We we average um, three to five ceramic coatings a week. Nice. Uh, so pretty much, I mean, we get up early. We are we open up at 8 o'clock. We used to open up at 7, but I was like, okay, this is getting too much. Not a lot of people are showing up at 7 a.m., but uh, we get to the shop um we have the, the the whiteboard up, you know, with every job laid out, um, Cody or I get up there. We, we, we do put a time that we'd, a target time that we'd like to see them get the job done. Uh, everything's laid out. Our, our team, I mean, they're phenomenal. They come in, they just, they go right to work. You know, there's no questions asked, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, my wife, you know, she runs the office now, which is good. Um i love i love working with my family but you know we we live together we drive to work together we work together we drive home together sometimes we need that separation but um but no it's it's we stay we stay pretty busy continually from eight o'clock until we close the doors at five nice and that's
0: monday through saturday correct
1: uh, yeah. So Monday, Monday through Thursdays were eight to five Fridays were eight to three just because, uh, well, you know how traffic is on Friday nights. And I want my team to actually get home and enjoy their family on a Friday night, not nice. have, not have to rush home to get a shower to to go to dinner or go to the movies. I want them to get out of there early and go enjoy their weekend. And then Saturdays, we literally just started Saturdays, um, the first week of December and Saturdays are from nine to we say nine to five but it's uh, not a 100% set time. It's when the jobs are done. I let everybody go into the rest of the weekend.
0: Nice. Yeah. I did you no know, Saturdays for years. I, well, I was doing Monday through Saturday, my first five, six years of being in business didn't skip a beat. It wasn't a thing to me. And then after, you know, learning that you shouldn't work that hard and take time off. That's when I started doing every other Saturday. And then I, about 2015-ish, I dropped Saturdays off completely. Then, of course, I go and expand, and <laughs> we're open Saturdays again, but I'm not here. Um, the Saturdays, which works for us, is we're eight uh, 9 to 4 versus 8 to 5, and then we do uh, just the window tint and the retail side on Saturdays. Everything else is Monday through Friday, so I don't have to be here, excuse me. And it works out well to where I could still have my weekends, but when we started that way, the first like two months of the expansion, I was here every Saturday to make sure everything flowed nicely. So the sacrifice for the reward, right?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, you know, um, Rennie, we were talking one day, he's like, why do you work Saturdays? I'm trying to build a business. He's like, there's no reason to work Saturdays work. your You you work your Monday through Friday. And and I, I, I 100% agree to him. And I want to get to that point where it's like, I'm not going to work six days a week. I don't have to work six days a week, um, but our schedule fills up so fast that we had to add that extra day. So we're not two, three, four months out. Um, since we got into, when we got into our shop, we were literally at a minimum three and a half months out for two and a half years. Wow. And, and people still booked with us, but we lost a lot of, a lot of potential clients because we were booked out so far Um, after building our team up. Now we're, we're consistently about, about a week and a half to two weeks out, you know, that fills up every day. My wife is fielding anywhere from 20 to 60 calls a day. And, and she's good. She's good at what she does. You know, it didn't take her long to learn the industry, but when she came from a, a, uh, she was a sales sales manager for a hotel, and when COVID hit, um, you know, that kind of went to the wayside because there's not a lot of big conventions. There's not a lot lot going on. So um, she came in, and her sales knowledge is she is very good at what she does.
0: Very cool. So. Now, do you do deposits for all those that you're taking in?
1: We do. We okay, do. Good, that was good, uh, good. that was something <laughs> we started back uh, a little over. About two and a half years ago, because um, we were having no shows, cancellations continually, mm-hmm. and especially being especially being two to three months out, you know, when we weren't taking, all of a sudden, you know, for every customer that books a job, you, you know, on a, at a time, you could potentially lose five to ten customers because that that's time slots taken. So. Yeah. We, uh, we initiated a, you know, for jobs up to, I think, $400. It's a $50 deposit, non refundable uh, after, four, you know, within 48 hours of their appointment. If they have to reschedule, you know, we'll reschedule it. Now, I also, I'm a realist. I, I get things come up. So I'll give everybody the opportunity one time to take that deposit and move it forward because I can fill that time slot and we can have yeah. some we can have somebody there within a half hour, but, but our, uh, our, our no shows and cancellations dropped to less than 0.1% after initiating deposits. It makes a world of a difference. It does. And it weeds out, it weeds out the people that aren't
0: serious about getting the job done. Oh, so many people will call and book. And if you're not getting a deposit, yeah, they'll call and book. Then they'll call the next person and book with them because their price was $10 less. Oh yeah, and that's that's what they're judging it on is cost. So now they don't even respect to call you back to get off the schedule. Instead, you're like, "All right, next week Monday comes. Where's this dude at?" Yep. Yeah, and
1: I'll tell you, I got to be honest. The worst people that that do the no calls, no shows, are other business owners. And you would think that they they understand the implications of not showing up. Damn. You know. <laughs> I found that that's, that's always the worst is, is uh, you know, a lot of other business owners are the ones that just don't show up.
0: Those are the ones you got to give the most shit to and be real with. <laughs> oh, regular, regular consumers and customers, you got to be, you know, you got to play the nice guy and smile. But other business owners, like, really? Like, really? You know what I mean? It's like you got to use something as an example of what they do in their business so they can kind of get the perspective and understand. And then they're like, oh, sorry, dude. Like, yeah. Sorry. I still don't have no money.
1: I still lost out on that, you know, that time. And I'm still paying my, my team to be out standing on the shop floor waiting for a job. You know, that $50 doesn't really cover a whole lot, but I mean, two people that's going to cover their wages for the hour. until we can get another job in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I do the same thing. I do anything over five hundred, I do twenty percent. Anything less, I do fifty dollars flat rate. Uh, and like you said, the non-refundable aspect, I'm I'm pretty lenient about that. I mean, it should be, but very very worst case, if I have to, I will. I'll do a little bit of a charge back. I'll I'll, I'll subtract twenty percent based on time. Also, you know, if it's a credit card or something like that, and it was a month before. There's fees, right? You've already paid taxes on that moving forward. So I'm not going to get hit with that because of their poor planning. So that's why I do the 20% chargeback. But if they no call, no show once, I'll give them one freebie. I'll let them schedule again. But if they no call, yeah. no show again, I'm not giving them their money back and they have to pay in full in order to get back on my schedule. Because at that yeah, play, that, that, there's no tolerance for that. That's just that's exactly disrespectful. Right. It is. It is.
1: Like I said, for, you know, when that, person, when that person booked that time slot, we just lost a potential of 10 more, 10 clients
0: because they wanted that time slot. And when you're booking out, you've got people that are waiting to get on that would beg and pay in full to get on the schedule. And then you've got a fool not wanting to pay forward and put a deposit down or mess with your schedule and basically BS you to get on it.
1: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly.
0: So um, moving forward with everything in this year, I mean, we got past mobile tech to start the year off Uh, next event's going to be Southern detailers conference in June. Will you be attending that?
1: That's kind of yet to be determined. Um, I really, I really want to, um, but um, the worst part about uh, SDC is that it is my daughter's birthday weekend every time. And I just I missed it last year, and I had I had the I don't I had the greatest time at STC. I mean, giving out the Joey Kimball Humanitarian Detailers Award and all that. But it was really hard that I wasn't at home to celebrate my daughter's Sweet Sixteen. I was like, it broke my heart. I, I literally questioned why am I here?
0: Yeah, you know. No, I. I missed my daughter's first real big dance recital on Sunday, so I, I get it. And she's four compared to sixteen. 16 is a sweet spot, you know. What I mean, that's like you can't miss that, right? No, so, you. Yeah, you know, and, it's and, still, and missing
1: out, missing out on your kids, man. I tell you, you know, Joey turns nineteen tomorrow. You know, Cody's twenty-two. Allie's seventeen, or well, almost seventeen, getting ready to uh, to do her letter of intent for college. You know, and. The time goes by so fast that if, you know, you blink an eye, they're grown and graduated and gone. Yeah. And then what?
0: Yeah. And then what? That's that's the biggest thing. And then what? Because then you're not making babies no more. So you don't have nobody to, you know, to, to, to truly like care about and spend your time with, you know, to, to help them do things. It's like now it's just like you. The last time you were you with nothing like that was before kids. (laughs) Before kids, when you go out partying every week and everything. Now we're too old to even party. (laughs) Much younger version of you when you were solo before the kids. So it's like you can't do those things. So, yeah, it's a catch-22, but – Uh, Well, if you do decide to, you know, the good thing is I know that it's always been a detailers uh, kind of event where it's for detailers by detailers. But from from what I understand, the, the same people who set up and break down for mobile tech are also doing that for Southern Detailers Conference, so it tends to, with them, they're super organized, as you've seen this past weekend with Mobile Tech Expo. So I look forward to seeing how they set that up and break it down at, at the uh, Southern Detailers Conference as well with that type of organization. Not to say it was unorganized before, but this will really fine-tune the show and I think to make it uh, something that's just as great as a Mobile Tech, to say, but just more mid-year.
1: Yeah. You know, i you know, not talking anything bad about uh, SDC, it just needed more um, more promoting to the detailers. There was a lot of vendors there, which was great. I mean, it was so much fun. Um, but it would definitely be interesting. And, and like you said, Mobile Tech, I was blown away. I mean, we pulled up. It was like, here's your time slot. You get in your booth, get it set up. And um, before we even finished the booth setup, you know, Cody was off doing training classes, and then we finished, and I was off doing training. It was like it was just, but everything was ran so perfect. And, and oh, yeah. to, the, to the T on the time, it was like five o'clock was the, uh, the IDA award ceremony or everything. It was like, boom, you're right in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everything was, ran, everything was ran perfect.
0: Yeah. They do it. They do it right. That's for sure. Uh, one of the main guys, his name is Sheldon who helps run all that. He is definitely, I mean, he knows his stuff. He does it right. That's for sure. I got to give him a lot of props on that.
1: Um not oh, perfect.
0: Now we're coming up on time. So uh definitely thank you. But any any words of advice for anybody listening in regards to it could be anything, business detailing, it could be personal, whatever, just to throw something out there for somebody listening or watching our podcast.
1: Oh man, you know what? Um this is actually uh it's it's on a poster getting to go up on the wall. And I cannot take credit for this, but Bob Myers, um Last year, I was watching the uh, uh, IDA Awards online because, of course, nobody could get together. And I messaged him afterwards and I said, you know, I would love to be a nominee, even just a nominee someday. I'd love to be up there. And he gave me the best advice that I share with the girls I coach in softball. I mean, everybody is um, one is, you know, just remember to stay in your lane, focus on you, focus on your business. Focus on what you're doing. Um, be honest. Uh, be honest with yourself. Be honest with your clientele. Be honest with your community and your family. You know that goes along with you know don't don't market what you don't know. Market what you do know, and do what you do know. But continue. Yep. And then uh, the last thing is, is never stop learning. Um, the day you think you know everything, sell your stuff because I guarantee you don't. You're gonna start making big mistakes.
0: I like so. it hundred percent agree. Yeah. Oh, cool, man. Well, Joe, thank you. I appreciate you coming on and taking the time out of your busy schedule and your day uh, to join us on the podcast. Of course, Reflection Artists Live, they're number 61. And, you know, it's been great having all these guests, including yourself. So on behalf of Buff and Shine, we definitely thank you for taking the time out and so Joey happy birthday. We're a day ahead. So big 19. I remember i remember when i turned 19 i hate to say it but that was 20 years ago <laughs> man. oh man that was a great that was a, it was a great yeah i don't feel any different but damn man enjoy 19 joey enjoy every moment of it because that like your dad said that that shit goes quick real quick <laughs> so, oh yeah oh
1: yeah i appreciate you having us on it was this has been a lot of fun and i like always man i enjoy talking with you and oh yeah thank you for the 500 worth of Bub and Shine Pads.
0: Yes, yes. And that's right. You were the winner of that raffle. Ironically, and I thought about it afterwards. I'm like, oh crap, he's on the podcast this week. It couldn't have worked out better. Oh, it worked out great. The video, I mean, they in the video, I forget who was filming me, but I was I had that bucket over here flipping, and somebody took a video of me. I mean, I was like a concrete mixer. I was flipping through it, and I just that. The one that I pulled out, the first one, I feel so bad because I bl- I think he's part of the group with the Details Network and Rennie's group and the Detail Mafia, um, but he wasn't there, you know. Yeah, that's, that, there. that so that shows there's no favoritism. So when I went in, I pulled yours and I saw you. I was like, oh my gosh,
1: this I, is I awesome.
0: Had, I had to laugh because all I heard you, you had the card and you went,
1: you slammed it down and you go, all I heard was Nick. I didn't hear the whole thing. I turned like, oh crap, and everybody's like, dude. And I turn around, and you're holding my card
0: up, and I'm like, "Oh no, shit!" Yeah, it's at Saint Nick. <laughs> Saint Nick wanted. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Well, because you, your, your face of your of that picture that you have in there. I mean, it is like a old school glamour shot. You remember those? But it's oh, yeah. like it's so done well that it literally. It, it reminds me of Santa Claus. I'll be honest with you. And You have the image that, like, like when it comes Christmas time, I might need to have a call with you and my daughter doing some FaceTime to make her think I like I know Santa Claus. So I did that. <laughs> I did that this year, man. for For probably four hours on Christmas Eve, it was uh,
1: it was calling up, you know, Facetiming with the kids, and their faces were just they they glow, you know, glow. Uh, Raymond Evans, he's he's in your backyard, correct? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I know Ray. Absolutely. Yeah, I called, I called his
1: daughter and her face just.
0: I think he was, made a post about that now that you say that. Yeah. Yeah. She was blown away. He's like, he's like, bro, she like
1: went right to bed. And she's he's like, you called her and then you did the, uh, the live, uh, night before Christmas. And he goes, she literally went right to sleep. He goes, that
0: never happens. <laughs> that <laughs> so, changes a kid's life to the means that we would never understand. You know what I mean? Unless we've experienced that right as kids, but that I know it just, it leaves a memory that's imprinted for ever. Exactly. <laughs> it's so awesome. Well, Joe, Hey, congratulations again, everybody. If you don't know at mobile tech buff and shine, uh, you had to be at the booth. We did a raffle. Everybody dropped off their card the two days that they were there. The raffles at three Joe Kimball ended up winning it $500 worth of buff and shine pads. We don't play around. It's a go big or go home kind of scenario. And we like to make sure that people are well taken care of at Buff and Shine. And that's what we did with Joe. Exactly. So thanks again, Joe. I'm going to let you go. I got to get back to it as well. So appreciate right, it. Thanks. thanks for having yeah, us. Absolutely. No. And again, happy birthday, Joey. We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> later. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for tuning in this week to Reflection Artist Live. We hope you had fun and learned something new. If you missed an episode or are looking for more, check us out on our social media or podcast platforms. And join us next week when we have another amazing guest. Don't miss it. We'll be talking business, life, and detailing. Also, don't forget to check out BuffAndShine.com for a variety of buffing pads and accessories for your detailing arsenal.